0: hello it's been a while has my voice changed
1: yes it absolutely has (laughs) it is so different it's not even like
0: do you like it better this same
1: podcast anymore it's crazy Welcome to Chronically Olympus, the podcast in which my co-host and I discuss the Percy Jackson and the Olympians series. That's a little stilted, but we'll figure it out. And today we are discussing chapter one of The Lightning Thief. So Percy Jackson, book one, chapter one. Let's go. <clears throat> I, of course, am Mrs. Kerr just kind of showed up at some point. Who are you? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> also known as Kristen, and this is my co-host.
0: I'm Nancy Boba fett Let's go kill some jedis.
1: <laughs> Bobafet?
0: Oh, that one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, also known as Chris.
1: Hi, Chris. How are you today? I'm good. Awesome. Well, here we are. So we are diving into completely new material. Neither one of us have ever read The Lightning Thief or any of the Percy Jackson books. And so we're starting from scratch. We know very little about this book series and we're going straight into it. I also know very little about uh, any mythologies, you know, a little bit more. But you have recently introduced me to the Myth Understood podcast, um, so I've listened to a couple episodes of that to get a little bit of the background on uh, some of the mythology that we're going to be discussing yeah. so that I have at least a little baseline. But I'm sure we're going to touch on some of the mythology uh, eventually. Um, but this chapter, very first chapter, does a really good job of, of painting like kind of the first episode of Myth Understood, all, all the information that you really need from it there. Uh,
0: maybe. We'll I mean, get into that. It talks
1: about the difference between Titans and gods, or at least it delineates the difference between them. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about Zeus being the, the god that was hidden from his father. Spoilers. And all of these things. So uh, it does it does put down at least a basic knowledge. So if you have no knowledge of Greek mythology going into this, there is at least some that's mostly accurate as it's presented in the book That is that is given to you there.
0: You seem excited, Kristen. I am excited. I'm
1: very <laughs> excited to be doing completely new content that I don't know what to expect going into.
0: Yeah, you can actually be surprised and have an emotional reaction and not just be like, oh, wait till you read the next part. Wait yep. till you meet this character. Oh, you're going to like this one. Well, wait, why don't you like Reap Cheap? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And
0: that emotional turmoil.
1: Yes. So, um... Chapter one of a new book. This I forgot to say. The name of this chapter is "I accidentally vaporized my pre-algebra teacher."
0: Already better, much, much better chapter titles already <laughs> than uh, any of the Narnia books. But I
1: mean, when we started, when we started looking through the books to to get a to get a handle on how we were going to structure this differently than the previous um, books and what changes we might make to formatting. That was the first thing you said. You looked through the chapter titles and you were just like, oh, I'm going to like this book so much more.
0: Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of differences. I'm going to try really hard not to do uh, a bunch of comparison and contrast between this series and Narnia, uh, just because I think it's going to be a disservice to it if we just constantly compare it to Narnia the entire time. Uh, obviously, these things are going to come up, and there's there's going to be a few key differences that I w- will point out probably. I was gonna say would like to point out, but I don't know what the content of the book is, so we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Yep. Uh, there's a couple things that I did note in this chapter, but
1: all right. So we're gonna go ahead and go into some of our kind of summary, and we've revamped the structure on our summaries.
0: What I know, we're restructuring the podcast. I
1: know. Well, these chapters in these books are significantly longer. Yeah. Than the than the chapters in Narnia yeah which i i felt really didn't lend themselves at least in our first chapter read doesn't really lend itself to a five sentence summary now if as we get going into the book i feel like the five sentence summary is the way that i'm more comfortable formatting i might i might revive it a little bit but for right now we're doing chris's idea which is to do a bullet point summary Um, because then we're not being as redundant when we then go through and discuss plot point by plot point, some of the, uh, content. Yeah. So, um, I see about nine plot points, uh, or, or bullet points on your page. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and read through your bullet points? Sure. Uh,
0: and my idea was this and bullet points, like they could be characters that are introduced. It could be themes. It could be a, a sentence that stood out to me. Like, my goal is to be more freeform with it in general. Okay. And just, uh, you know, write things down as they strike me from the chapter, which I think does a better job of conveying, like, what the chapter communicated to me than trying to come up with a structured It makes it uh, easier to hit some of the emotional
1: highlights and lowlights, too.
0: Yeah. So here's my list of plot points, uh, kind of uh, in order as I encountered them. Um, First-person narrative. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a major difference. Uh, and I guess a couple of these I might explain uh, why they, they matter to me, and you can do that as well. Um, first-person narrative, that's a major difference than the, the Narnia series. Uh, that was like an omniscient third-person. This is a first-person, so it's going to be a very different feel yes. already. Yep. Theme, reluctance. I mean, it starts off like the very first sentence of the book is, look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. Mm-hmm. And so that that is carried throughout this chapter. We'll see if it's carried throughout the book. Um, Going down my list of bullet points. Who is Mr. Brunner?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Disability.
1: Yeah, Which I feel like comes up. It's hit repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. uh,
0: The idea of disability comes up a lot and is an early theme. Uh, Who is Mrs. Dodds? What is Mrs. Dodds? Storms. Altered memories. Uh, The pen is mightier. Uh And... Mrs. Care There you go So these are the things that stood out to me That we'll kind of discuss more as we go on But do you have a list of uh, things uh, that stood out to you?
1: Absolutely um, So the things that stood out to me is uh, The first page We're setting up stakes mm-hmm. And the first page If you think you're a half-blood Stop reading mm-hmm. They're going to come for you Yeah. Like they came for me mm-hmm. Like we've set up stakes if you're if you're if you don't relate to this book at all, keep reading. You'll enjoy it. But if you relate to this book, watch out. Like mm-hmm. it is very much setting up stakes for the reader. Yeah. That diving into this book could affect their life. Yes. And it's it's almost threatening.
0: Yes. Um, which which I I have to point this out early on in this in this saga, uh, that reminded me immediately of House of Leaves.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> As we got to get House of Leaves back in <laughs> yeah. as a recurring presence. Yeah.
0: But like um. the very first page of House of Leaves is like, this book is going to drive you insane. Yeah. Like it's this little warning thing. Yeah.
1: So. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, character introduction. We've set up uh, Percy Jackson. He introduces himself. He describes himself. He talks about his school. Um, sixth grade. Then we also have History. And I have history, personal, and history, mythology. So for personal history, we talk about all of Percy's problems at his last three schools, or his last two schools specifically, Uh um, which started me on to a theme of water. Um, He has an issue with the shark tank. All of his student, all of his classmates go in. Eventually, we have... um, the sword being described as cutting as if through water. Mm -hmm. We have the rain starting. We have the water grabbing Nancy and pulling her in. We have him hear the sound of a wave roaring in his ears when that happens to Nancy. Mm -hmm. So this, this idea of water starts... With the shark tank and carries out throughout the entire chapter. There,
0: there's also some on my book cover, at least. Yes. I don't know if uh, your cover is the same. But... My
1: cover also has water, but it's not the same. I see. So, um, we have Mr. Brunner. We have disability. Uh, we have Nancy using her food as a weapon constantly throughout the entire chapter. Uh-huh. And then Mrs. Dodds, evil, not human. Um... And then we have the pen, mightier than the sword, once again. Uh-huh. Um,
0: we would have caught that.
1: Yep. <sighs> and then we have train, previous schools. Um, yeah. And then we have uh, who's Mrs. Kurt. Yeah. So that's kind of my bullet points.
0: Cool. Uh, so let's dive into those a little bit more. In the- let's
1: dive in. <laughs> it's a water <laughs> theme. It is a
0: water theme. Uh, so I think this is going to be a bit of a longer episode because there's a lot I want to talk about in this chapter yeah. um, so I mean I think the these episodes as a, as a little meta statement these episodes might end up being a little bit longer in general just because the chapters are longer the book is longer uh, by about 100 pages than any of the Narnia books at all so I think we're going to have a bit more to discuss in any given episode um, that being said uh, coming into it I already read the first line look I didn't want to be a half-blood, and it starts out with this warning about, uh, you know, if this book inspires any kind of weird feelings and you put it down, they're going to come for you, et etc. Et it's kind of a fun, like, fourth wall-breaking moment to start the book off with. Yeah. Um, and we introduce our main character, Percy Jackson. Uh, he's 12. He is a troubled student uh, or a troubled kid, or at least going to a school for troubled kids called Yancey Academy in upstate New York. Uh, and he immediately talks about how crappy his life is um it, and there's this line i could start at any point in my short miserable life to prove it which was reminiscent to me of um uh what's the series a series of unfortunate events yes uh and things like that where it's like oh we're setting a very negative tone for this book yeah if it's like oh my life is really crappy like all these bad things always happen to me etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. so i feel like early on we're setting that kind of tone uh and he's going on a field trip to the Metro Museum of Art uh, to look at ancient stuff uh, because at the behest of Mr. Brunner, the Latin teacher, who has lots of cool old stuff.
1: Yes. And Mr. Brunner's class is the only class that doesn't put Percy to sleep. Yes. Um, we also have Mr. Brunner um, as this uh, character presented in a wheelchair. Um, Along with his friend Grover, who's introduced yeah. right around here, who um, walks with a limp. He yeah. has some kind of muscle issue in his leg. Yeah. So we and have he's these. Got a lifetime write-off from PE.
0: Yeah. So we. Uh, and I feel like since you're not familiar with the characters any more so than I am, we should discuss the characters as they're introduced. Yeah. Since absolutely. you know, as you know, unlike in Narnia, you're. I'm not encountering these things for the first time, and you're just like, but what do you think about this one? Yeah. Um. So, other than Percy Jackson, who we don't really know much about yet, we Mm -hmm. have Mr. Brunner introduced. Um, And I think it's interesting that the first, not the first two, because we introduced Mr. Brunner, then Nancy, and then Grover. Mm -hmm. Uh, But two of the first three characters introduced in this book have some sort of mobility issue or disability. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. So I feel like, I don't know if that's going to be a theme or not, obviously, uh, but I think I thought that was worth noting. that comes up right away.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Mr. Brunner has this awesome collection of Roman armor and weapons. Uh, I wrote down foreshadowing specifically for him. Um, And then Percy talks about his bad luck on previous field trips. Yes. Uh, Where, you know, one time he blew up a school bus. Uh, Another time he got his entire class dunked into a shark tank. Yep. Like, apparently uh, just this wave of destruction follows him wherever he goes. Uh, But this one he's going to try to make different. Uh, then we introduce Nancy Boba Fett. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. I don't know how to pronounce the name. I call, honestly,
1: I, I call her Boba Fett.
0: Sure. I, I didn't. I, I didn't think Boba Fett because there's only one F in it. But I don't know. Um. So we introduce her, and you mentioned the uh, using food as a weapon type thing.
1: Yes, she's listed as a freckly, redheaded kleptomaniac girl. Uh huh. And she is introduced as. Hitting Grover in the back of the head with chunks of peanut butter and ketchup sandwich. Yeah. Peanut butter and ketchup sandwich?
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I would it? throw
1: that food at someone else too. However, we do also have what is representing um, and really standing out to me when we start discussing the color of red being associated with Nancy.
0: Uh huh.
1: She's redheaded. Her freckles are later described as orangish red. Her face is described as red later a couple of times. Yeah. And her freaking peanut butter sandwich has red ketchup in it.
0: Yeah. So possibly a little bit of subtle color theming going on. Yes.
1: I I definitely think that there is some color theming, uh, at least as a representation of how we don't like this character. Yeah. At a minimum.
0: Literally the redheaded stepchild of this book already. Yep. Um.
1: (laughs) But she's throwing stuff at Grover, and we immediately introduce Grover at this point. And he's an easy target. He cries when he gets frustrated. Same. Um, But he's also held back enough grades that he's the only sixth grader with acne and some facial stubble. Yes.
0: I do also think it's worth noting that we introduce Grover as Percy's best friend and then have an entire paragraph about negative things about him. (laughs) So he's my best friend. Oh, he's scrawny. He's been held back. He's got acne and like he's crippled uh, and he walks funny. Like, this guy's my best friend. That's how I
1: describe my best friends. I'm (laughs) like, this is my best friend. They're allergic to literally everything. This is my best friend. They're kind of a jerk sometimes, you know, Uh whatever, whoever it is.
0: Yeah, but we don't list a single—in this entire chapter, we don't list a single positive quality about Grover.
1: Except for when he stands up, and even though he's terrified of Mrs. Dodds, he stands up to her.
0: Yeah, he does do that. Uh, so maybe that's why they're best friends. Uh, so And he
1: agrees that uh, he thinks Mrs. Dodds isn't human.
0: Yes. Uh, so his,
1: his positive qualities are represented in his actions, less so than his descriptions.
0: uh uh-huh so we also introduce Nancy Mm -hmm. who's a bully uh we have Grover they have this little tiff on the bus uh then we have this first statement uh where Percy says I'm going to kill her yep uh this is the first time of I think a couple times in this chapter that he, he thinks about her death yep so you know Establishing Percy as maybe a little bit of a violent character. We here. also have
1: um, him described as uh, him describing Mrs. Dodd's pun- punishment to him as death.
0: Yes. So a lot of death imagery. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to go confront her for starting this food fight. But Grover, know, talks Grover talks, him, talks down, him down.
1: Which is another positive about Grover.
0: Yeah. Uh, cool. You're
1: already on probation, he reminds me. You know you'll get blamed if anything happens. Yeah.
0: Uh, so it's always perfect. Looking back
1: form. on it, I wish I decked Nancy Boboffit right then and there. In-school suspension would have been nothing compared to the mess I was about to get myself into. Uh,
0: well, we, we can't just read the entire chapter out.
1: <laughs> it's two sentences! Don't get mad at me for reading two sentences. But before we keep going, I want to talk about the fact that Nancy Boboffit is the only character with two names besides percy jackson that's true every other character is a mr or mrs and Grover's just grover
0: yeah interesting why does she get a full name
1: why why does she get a full name yeah because she's a more fleshed out character as the villain bully uh-huh i think yeah and she's going to continue past the first chapter where mrs dodd's May or may not ever come back.
0: Was Mrs. Dodds here in the first place?
1: Was she ever even here?
0: (laughs) Uh, So we get to the museum. We're going through the museum tour. Uh, Here's a grave marker for a 12-year-old. We're going to point that out to the 12-year-olds on this trip. Yep. That's that's fun. Yep. Uh, Really hammering home that history is relevant in their lives. Uh, Then we introduce Mrs. Dodds.
1: Yes. Here she comes. The little math teacher from Georgia who always wore a black leather jacket. Yeah. She looked so mean she could drive a Harley into your locker.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And apparently calls everybody honey in a mean way. Yep. Uh, I can kind of picture that. I mean, I I think the the now honey like motif repeating is kind of weird uh, in terms of, I don't know. Uh, it, it was a struggle for me to come up with, like, the most malicious way to say that for a minute.
1: Oh, now, honey. Uh,
0: yeah. I guess it's kind of like a bless your heart thing. I mean, she's from the South. Yep. So, you know, this is very backhanded, uh, I'm trying to think of a turn of phrase that I'm not getting to.
1: I mean, it's a demeaning diminutive. Yeah. Like, it is taking someone and saying, oh, sweetie.
0: Yeah. You
1: don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, Honey. You're in trouble now.
0: But uh, she's in a new addition to the school. She looks evil. Uh, Grover and McPercy both agree that she's probably not human.
1: Yeah, one time um, she made him erase answers out of old math workbooks until midnight. Yeah, somebody's
0: got to have a problem with that. Where's the school board here? Um, yeah, this is, I know, uh, right? This is right? This is definitely a violation of a, of a bunch of codes. Um, but apparently she really, you know, is into Nancy. Like, Oh,
1: yeah, she loves Nancy.
0: Yeah, teacher's pet all the way. Uh, so, and, and this is pointed out by, you know, Nancy making some joke, Percy's like, shut up about it, and then he gets called out yes. in front of the class uh, by Mr. Brunner, who's just like, hey, since you're paying so much attention, why don't you describe what a, what the significance of this piece of art was? Yes. And then we have our first little introduction to the Greek mythos.
1: Yes. So we introduce Kronos eating his children. Kronos, uh, of course, being a titan. Uh-huh. And he's e- eaten his children because he doesn't trust them to not overthrow him. Uh-huh. Uh, we talk about the story of Zeus being hidden so that Kronos was given a rock to eat instead of baby Zeus. Yeah. And that Zeus came back and, uh, accord- as, as Percy would put it, tricked his dad Kronos into barfing up his brothers and sisters. Yeah. Which... Mr. Brunner, of course, goes into a little more later where he, Zeus had fed him a mixture of mustard and wine, mustard seed and wine, and that's what caused him to vomit. Yeah. Um, but yes, the gods won in the conflict between the gods and the titans, and Nancy gets a little sass of, like, well, like, we're gonna use this in our real life, and Mr. Brunner catches her out.
0: Uh-huh. And Which says,
1: like she said, why is that, why does it matter?
0: Yeah, uh... I I did find it interesting that uh Mr. Bunner does catch her on that uh and then immediately turns back to Percy and has like how about you answer that question. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's he's not punishing her. Well, for... he is
1: by calling her out. It's yeah. it is it is she's publicly she turned red. She got even brighter red than her hair. Wow, according to the description.
0: Uh and so Percy uh, gets asked this question about how it matters in real life. Doesn't have an answer, and neither does Mr. Brunner, because uh, he just goes off on an unrelated tangent about, uh, you know, and a further explanation of, you know, this this story. Yep. Uh, This this somewhat sanitized version of the actual Greek myth.
1: Yeah, the Greek gods <laughs> defeated their father, uh, Kronos, and sliced him up and scattered his remains in Tartarus.
0: Yeah. so that whole thing uh do do and
1: then he sends mrs dodds to lead everyone outside for lunch yep which is of course when it immediately starts to rain
0: Uh Uh, Uh, uh-huh but
1: before they get out mr mr brunner calls mr jackson back Uh percy and tells him has a little one-on-one and wants to wants to know the answer to his question about real life yeah and he's telling him you have to learn this
0: it's vitally important vitally
1: important yes uh and at this moment mr brunner's eyes are described as a thousand years old uh uh-huh which i think is a really important foreshadowing yeah we're gonna learn more about mr brunner eventually
0: yeah he has this whole collection of ancient stuff, and his eyes are a thousand years old, and he looks really sadly at this statue, like he'd been at this girl's funeral.
1: Yep. Ooh, that's... This is,
0: this is all very subtle. Very subtle. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, something's definitely going on with Mr. Brunner.
1: But he will only expect ex- accept the best. He will only accept the best from Percy. Yep.
0: Yeah, uh, and we have a little bit of a talk about Percy's disability uh where you know he's got hd and he's got dyslexia
1: and he's never had above a c minus in his life
0: yeah uh so other than yeah so we have all the male characters in this chapter have some sort of disability or excuse for why they are the way they are and the two female characters are just like
1: evil well they're just evil (sighs) but they also have very physically based traits. Yes. That define them as evil very much. This leather jacket wearing Southern woman and this red headed, mm. red freckled, food throwing, yeah, bully.
0: So I thought the gender divide was interesting there. Yep. Yeah. If that's intentional, we're or gonna
1: not. we're gonna keep an eye out. For it. <laughs> well, oh, <laughs> oh trust.
0: Me. We'll we'll keep looking for for that as the uh, as the book continues. Yep. Uh, so, they're outside eating lunch, uh, on the street. Nancy's trying
1: to pickpocket. Yeah, she's
0: trying to steal crap. I talk a little bit about the weird weather recently, but there's a storm rolling in. Uh, and then Nancy, you know, comes and starts bullying Grover again.
1: You don't want to talk about, uh, Percy's mom? Um,
0: we can do a little bit, yeah. Uh, apparently... They're just
1: a couple of blocks from where she lives.
0: Yeah, but he hasn't seen her since Christmas. yeah. Uh, do we say, uh, how long that's been? Like, what month is this? No. Cool. Uh, but it's been some time. Apparently he's been off at this boarding school, uh, and, uh, he is very afraid of disappointing her Mm -hmm. by getting kicked out and transferred to a different school again.
1: That sad look in her eyes. Yeah. Six schools in six years.
0: Yeah. See, apparently she's doing her best.
1: Yeah.
0: But we don't know a lot about Percy's mom at this point. Yep. Maybe she's a terrible person. We don't know. I mean, she's a woman, so
1: <laughs> Wow.
0: <laughs> we're gonna We're gonna see how uh, how many similarities Rick Riordan has to uh, C. S. Lewis here. Yep.
1: <laughs> anyway, so Nancy comes up and starts picking on Grover again. Yes. And Percy Again loses uses food his as a weapon. Yes, she does. Okay. Um
0: I don't know if there's anything there.
1: She grinned at me with crooked teeth. Her freckles were orange as if someone had spray painted her face with liquid Cheetos. Very
0: evocative imagery.
1: Yes. So she's all food imagery and red and orange colors. Like even even the way he describes her freckles is a food term.
0: Yeah. Maybe she's actually an apple.
1: Maybe she is. (laughs) Anyway, so he, his mind went blank. A wave roared in his ears. And Nancy's screaming, he pushed me as he's in, as she's suddenly in the water of the fountain.
0: Yes. Uh, he and kind Mrs. of blacks out.
1: Dodd swoops in now, honey.
0: Well, it, it does say Mrs. Dodds materialized next to us, mm-hmm. which is the first time we mentioned that, uh, you know, she kind of moves faster than she should be able to.
1: Yes. So she materializes next to them. Then she tells him to follow her inside. And he looks up. Yeah. And she is already at the door after he gives one of his signature deluxe <laughs> I'll Kill You Later stairs to Nancy. He looks up, and Mrs. Dodds has once again disappeared and reappeared up by the door.
0: And the other kids are making some comment about the water, and it's how, like, the water of the fountain reached out and, grabbed, and her. grabbed her. Uh-huh. Hey, like a water symbol, symbolism. Yep. Uh, so... He goes in, follows Mrs. Dodds, and is just like, yep, yeah, gonna spend a month erasing workbooks, et cetera, et cetera. I know it's coming. Grover tries to take uh, the blame for this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, doesn't work, but cool. Good job, Grover. Trying to save Percy. But Percy follows Mrs. Dodds in. He thinks, you know, oh, she's gonna punish me, make me do workbooks, or she's gonna make me buy uh, a, shirt, a shirt or a place shirt. for uh, Nancy's, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And
1: no, you're wrong. no,
0: that is that is in fact not what's going to happen.
1: She's taking him into the now empty Roman and Greek exhibit.
0: Starts making weird noises,
1: growling oh. at the frieze of the gods.
0: Uh huh, fascinating. Uh, and then she starts talking in a really cryptic, creepy way, and being like, "You've been giving us problems. Uh, you know, you thought you could get away with this. We're not idiots. It was only a matter of time before we found you out." No idea what she's talking about. No uh and then she transforms the weirdest thing happened the weirdest (laughs) thing happens uh and her leather
1: jacket turns into big leathery wings
0: yep uh and her fingers stretch out into claws she turns into some kind of like shriveled hag hell beast type thing uh then things get weirder yes runner shows up
1: yep tosses percy a pen
0: what ho percy
1: Which is the same thing he said during the tournaments, which we kind of just skipped over entirely when we were talking about his classroom. Yeah. He has that set of armor. He would do tournament days where he would challenge them to run to the board and share their knowledge uh, on the board with a piece of chalk. And it was a challenge, basically pen to chalk.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And it's essentially a duel is what it feels like. Yeah. And he is training... Percy and the other kids, how to duel in this way Uh and tosses the pen to Percy. Yes. It's very symbolic. Yeah. It's very heavy handed symbolism, (laughs) Um, but he takes the pen and it transforms into a sword as soon as he has it in his hand. Yeah. And he does what seems natural, which is to swing it at Mrs. Dobbs's head.
0: I mean, there's some kind of monster coming for you. You got a sword.
1: Yep. Swing it.
0: Swing it. Uh, and pass clean through her body as if she were made of water.
1: Yep. Yes. And she explodes into yellow powder, basically. Yeah. It's like, it's like she th- was made of chalk or something. What's it described uh, as? She
0: exploded into yellow powder, vaporized in the spot. Uh, it says, well, Mrs. Dodds was a sandcastle and a power fan. Yes.
1: So water, sandcastle, and a power fan. That's a very fun descriptive uh, phrasing. I liked it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she just evaporates, and then... Like, the
1: water was taken right out of her. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, like, it's an ocean without water. She's Ooh. just vaporized.
0: Okay, I didn't catch that.
1: Vaporized, of course, meaning turning into vapor as water.
0: <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna run with this one, aren't oh,
1: you? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> Uh, this book's all about water. We're going to talk <laughs> about the properties of water. We're going to talk about erosion, global warming. We're going to talk about water here. Oh, well,
0: we did mention global warming. with we the storm is coming in. Yes. Uh, Mr. Brunner wasn't there either. Like, you know, Yeah,
1: he turns around. She's not there. He is not there.
0: Yep. He walks uh, back
1: outside and everyone's gallery. like, ooh. Yep. Uh, I bet. I, I hope Mrs. Kerr gave you a talking to. Yeah. Nancy says. Who's Mrs. Kerr? Who? Yeah. Me. I, that's how I introduce okay. myself. <laughs> of course.
0: Uh, and everybody's just like, yeah, duh, Mrs. Mrs. Carrer." And then he asks around about Mrs. Dodds, and nobody has any idea who Mrs. Dodds is.
1: Grover doesn't. Uh, Nancy walks away. He and, thinks Grover might be playing with him, though. Uh,
0: and including and Mr. Then, Brunner. Yeah,
1: he walks up to Mr. Brunner, who goes, oh, you have my pen. Please yep. bring your own next time. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? And
0: there's never been a Mrs. Dodds working at the school.
1: Yep.
0: So what's that about?
1: That's the end of the chapter. Yeah.
0: The chapter ends kind of there, uh, there with this with this mystery. Uh
1: baseless speculation. Go.
0: Um Gosh, I don't know. I mean, the first time I read this through it, it kind of did throw me for a loop because I was just like
1: I expected Mr. Brunner to at least be aware and be will- and be like, "We'll talk about it later, Percy,"
0: or, like, or or be like, "Percy, there's no Mrs. Dawes in this trip." Wink, wink. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something. She's never been around, but he plays it completely straight. So, I mean, I, I am curious as to where they're going with that. Uh, whether this is a vision, whether he's altered history itself somehow, uh, whether he switched uni- he switched universes, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it could go a lot of different ways. So,
1: Yeah, where is the power being held here? Who did what? What actually happened?
0: Yeah, uh, and it does raise a lot of questions that I'm kind of excited to read the next chapter and possibly find some stuff out about. Yeah. Uh, Cool, so that's the chapter. Uh, Any other themes or anything that you wanted to point out? I mean, nothing
1: that I haven't already pointed out. I would gladly read my favorite sentences from the chapter, though, if you'd like to hear them.
0: Uh, sure, I did have one sentence. I, anywhere we read quite a few of them. I did have one sentence that I thought was really good that stood out to me. I have moments like that a lot, when my brain falls asleep or something, and the next thing I know I've missed something, as if a puzzle piece fell out of the universe and left me staring at the blank place behind it.
1: Would you like me to read my favorite sentence, since I tried to start this and you just kind of ran away with it? Sure. All right. I have moments like that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) When my brain falls asleep or something, and the next thing I know, I mu- I miss something. As if a puzzle piece fell out of the universe and left me staring at the blank place behind it. Uh-huh. The school counselor told me this was part of my the ADHD, my brain misinterpreting things.
0: Yeah. Do you ever feel that way?
1: Yes. Okay. All the time. <laughs> and I loved the way that it summarized it, because I was just like, yeah, that's, that's how I feel.
0: Yeah. So, maybe the author's a bit... Uh... Familiar with this in some personal kind of way?
1: Yeah, it's
0: cool. Uh, so that is the first chapter. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot more we can talk about, but we we have no idea what's going to happen in the book. So indeed, let's let's wait to see.
1: All right. Uh, so cool. we have a new segment. Then we're going to go into that. Yeah. All right. So our new segment in this book, instead of doing uh, our rewrite, is just reorganizing. Instead of doing our rewrite, if you listened to our Chronically Narnia series, we did rewrites where we we took five sentences out of the chapter and reorganized them to try to tell a new story um, in the chapter's own words just to kind of reinterpret the chapter. But in this uh, series, what we're going to try doing is we are going to try to rewrite the chapter from a different perspective within the chapter from a character or an object within the chapter. And tell it from from their perspective. Yeah. Now, Chris, I have a feeling since you introduced yourself as Nancy Boboffitt (laughs) that you're interested in in her perspective. Yes. Am I right?
0: Yes, I was. Okay. So Um, are
1: you going to do your rewrite from her perspective or... Sure.
0: Uh, okay. That is that's, That is how I wrote it. Okay. So I had a lot of fun with this, and I think this, this might have some legs going further. I don't know if we're going to keep this exact segment around, but I I do like it.
1: We're giving it a shot.
0: So I did a, a full-page rewrite of this chapter. All right. Uh, from her perspective. Go for it. And I was going to check with you first to make sure that you didn't write, write it from her perspective as well, though that might be fun.
1: <laughs> it could be fun.
0: Uh, So...
1: It would undo no work whatsoever because we would still just read both. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if we do the same one or not.
0: So here's mine that I'm going to try to get through uh, and read my own handwriting. My name is Nancy Boboffitt. I'm 12 years old, and I've spent the last two years going to Yancey, this stupid school for troubled kids. I'm not one. At least, not like those other losers like Percy, Too Cool For School Jackson. I swear he's going to get someone killed someday. He's always goofing off and trying to make dumb jokes and never pays attention to anything or anyone like teachers or warning signs. Anyway, today we had to go to this dumb museum field trip. I mean, I guess some of the old stuff is kind of neat, but I feel like we shouldn't be wasting time on it. I need to learn something more practical, my mom always says, since in a few more years I'm going to have to start pulling my weight to help mom take care of my younger brothers. Things have been real hard since Dad walked out. But who pipes up when I try to tell anyone any of that? Percy. Always right, even though he's the dumbest and worst student in the entire school. Mr. Brunner doesn't care, though. I don't know why he likes Percy so much. And then at lunch, when I try to ask him what his deal is, he freaks out and shoves me into a fountain. I can't wait until the little jerk transfers out again. At least Mrs. Kerr isn't taking his crap today. Hope she teaches him a lesson.
1: Okay, okay. You're, like, humanizing the villain character a lot there. Uh-huh. you really, you really... This is an exercise in empathy. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I was coming from that from, uh, like, that's my take on how Nancy sees it. uh yeah. Because I really thought... Uh, I dwelled a lot on the line where she talks about, like, wanting to, or... or needing this information yeah or like are we gonna have to put this on a job application and like what 12 year old is thinking about getting a job yeah and i was just like why would she think about that valid and kind of came from that direction with it
1: okay
0: so that's my rewrite
1: wow (laughs) well i'm i went ahead and did mine from the perspective of mrs care
0: okay (laughs) go ahead she materializes out of yep. She materializes out
1: of nowhere on the last page of the chapter. Go ahead. So, well, here I am at the museum. Uh oh, Nancy's all wet. Wonder what happened there. Darn kids. <laughs> That's it. See, I put
0: effort into mine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel, like, uh, I feel like yours is
0: a little bit phoned in. I put
1: effort into it. No, it's, um. I mean, I was going to do it from the perspective of the freeze of the gods in uh-huh. in, in the climactic moment of the chapter. Okay. And be like, oh, there's there's Mrs. Dobbs. We know so much about her. Like she's evil and she's a monster parading around as a human. Uh-huh. And Percy walks in and they're like, no, that kid's important. He's plot important. Don't hurt him. Oh, thank goodness. Mr. Brunner's here to help. Mr. Brunner, what are you doing? Just help him. Don't throw him the pen. Oh.
0: See, now you're double dipping.
1: See what you did there.
0: Anyway, I, I
1: put in effort to both of them.
0: I appreciate Just it. It's gonna
1: share them both anyway. Uh huh. I knew you were gonna give me a hard time about Mrs. Care. Uh,
0: no, I I like doing this. I thought it was fun. I think it's gonna add a valuable take to the chapters if we go forward with this and yeah. do a, a little, you know, refresh person I took a lot of creative liberties with mine, obviously. obviously. <laughs> which that's that's the creative part of this exercise, because which I feel like is uh, I don't know. A little bit more fun than just uh, reusing the chapter's own words, yeah. Where I can have a little bit more
1: creative room to
0: room to run around and and, and 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 toss some things around in my mouth a little bit, try out some suffixes, suffixes, and <laughs> see how they work. Yeah. Um,
1: in the bookdom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, any anywho, so that's that segment.
1: All right. Well, um, now my question for you. Yeah. Who do you think is the mr tumness of this book <laughs> on chapter one no information your baseless speculation
0: i think we're too early in i think we've got a lot more characters to introduce in this book where okay. i don't want to i don't want to throw all my eggs into a basket of who's the tumness without knowing all the, everybody uh i mean mr tumness wasn't introduced until the second book as so in, in in the format that we read it in yeah um but it's totally mr brunner
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah, as long as we're on the same page on that, because yeah. I I definitely think it's Mr. Brunner.
0: Yeah. He he totally knows everything that's going on. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. I I don't think Nancy's involved. I think she's just a a, a crappy bully. Uh, okay. She she she's not more than she seems. She's just you know, red and mean. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh. Also, I don't think Grover has a deal either. He's just a stand-up guy that likes enchiladas. So,
1: <laughs> yep.
0: It's gonna gonna have to be Mr. Brunner, uh. But yeah, I'm excited about the second chapter and seeing uh what the deal with the Cure Dodd situation is, if, yeah. if that's explained at all. And the next chapter also has a really fun title. It's Three Old Ladies Knit the Socks of Death.
1: Whoa.
0: Um, which Do we I have guess
1: the fates already introduced. Yeah, I was this early fates,
0: in. Uh, and I was gonna say I. As we go through it I, I I'll offer up some of my thoughts on kind of what mythological references we might be throwing in here dealing with or like the foreshadowing. The only thing I got in this chapter was like maybe Mrs. Dodds is a harpy
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that that kind of fits the description
1: yeah
0: uh, I don't know if harpies are necessarily associated with like the Titans or anything uh in Greek mythology, but that's 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 all I got there but nothing else stood out to me
1: so. All right alrighty well I feel like that's a good formatting for our for us going forward that that's going to be the format we we stick with at least for the first book yeah because um, I feel like it went smoothly yeah all right cool now this is the first book of us of a new series yes that we've never read before yeah I need to know are we reading the back cover no okay we're not gonna do that no, until no, 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 after no, no. we're done with the yeah. book and we'll yeah. talk about it at the yeah. end okay. Perfect.
0: Because as as we know from Dresden, back covers back covers are often very spoilery.
1: Yes. Now, <laughs> let's talk about front cover uh-huh. because it is the first book. We didn't do it at the beginning, which we probably should have done. Yeah. But let's talk about the the front cover.
0: It is the first thing you see when you pick the book up.
1: I've I've heard <laughs> I I see the spine first in most settings, but we have Percy Jackson. Um, on my book, I, we have two different books. With two different covers, so on my book, Percy the Y and Percy is a trident. Uh huh. And um, on the chapter kind of symbols or intros, there is a little trident under the title or the b- above the title under the chapter number uh-huh. on each of the chapters. Yeah. Um. So this kind of trident imagery is what put me in mind of the water. Because we also have the character of a boy in an orange shirt holding a sword on the head of a statue, which I assume is Poseidon because it's coming out of the water, yeah. holding a trident, yeah. And in the background, you see city uh, skyscrapers. Or is it?
0: Or is it a statue at all? Is, is it a statue? At
1: all? I mean, it, it's colored like a statue. <sighs> yeah. um, and we have cities uh skyscrapers things like that in the background i have percy jackson and the olympians down at the bottom the lightning thief yeah describe and your cover for i think your cover oh lot there's better. also a, a a lightning bolt
0: yeah i really think your cover's a lot better than mine is um <laughs> mine is just uh ostensibly percy jackson
1: a boy in an orange shirt and, a,
0: and an orange shirt he's holding a sword, sword and some sort of uh horn Looks like a horn off of an ox or a drinking horn or something like that. But he's Ooh. holding a horn. Okay. Uh, and he's way out in the ocean but standing in a foot and a half of water. So, <laughs> like, the shore is way off in the distance. He's he's standing in, in maybe a foot and a half, two feet of water out there. Uh, and just looking at the city as lightning comes down over it.
1: And it looks like it's actually New York specifically because that looks like the Empire State Building to me. Yes,
0: and a skewed perspective because the Empire State Building isn't nearly that much taller than uh, any of the surrounding (laughs) buildings. any of those. So, anyway. And there's lightning. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I hope there's lightning on both of our covers because it is the, the lightning thief. Yeah. All right.
0: Cool. Well, should you take us out, Kristen? Sure. All right.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today as we discussed Chapter 1 of The Lightning Thief. Join us next week as we discuss Chapter 2, Three Old Ladies Knit the Socks of Death. Until next time, if you want to interact with us, you can do so on social media at Chronically Podcasts on Facebook and Instagram at ChronicallyPodPod on Twitter, or you can email us at chronicallypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I panicked halfway through that and realized that I needed to change everything to be Chronically Olympus, but the reason I set up all the social media as just Chronically podcast was so that I wouldn't have to change that yeah. when we changed books. Yeah. I did this on purpose, really and smart. I'm really proud of myself, but I still did panic halfway through reading that. Yeah, You can also support us uh, financially at patreon.com slash and
0: you have some advice for us.
1: I do have some advice. I just need to answer the question: Are we going to do the wrap ups for chronically Narnia? Well, of course. Of course, it's just going to be eventually. Yes. Also, we're
0: working on scheduling as some a little special episode type thing. So,
1: also, uh, life has gotten a little crazy. Uh, Chris has picked up a second job. We're doing we're doing all of the the hustle life right now. So we are more likely than not going to be continuing with the every other week release schedule for at least the first book of this. So just so that everyone's on the same page and aware. Hopefully we'll get a few extra episodes out more frequently, but we're not yeah. promising more than an every other week release at this point.
0: Yeah. Which if you want us to do more frequent episodes, uh, hit us up on Patreon. I can quit one of my jobs and just do this. Uh, <laughs> With the other twenty hours of my week, but
1: <laughs> uh, but thank you again so much for listening, and thank you for joining us for the new book series. And eventually, we will get around to doing our final wrap ups for Narnia. It is just not something we could do at the time, with some family members in the hospital and life getting crazy, cars dying, and all of the all of the hassle of being a human being who knows people. <sighs> And goes outside sometimes. Wow. <laughs> so with that said, my piece of advice on the wrap up here is don't put ketchup on your peanut butter sandwich.
0: That word for word, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Gosh. Um, now I have to think of new advice. Uh, well, don't do that for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And don't sleep on your wheelchair-bound history, professor. Maybe they're more than what they seem. I don't know. You took mine. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yep, we're good. (sighs) Bye. Bye.
1: (laughs) Surround yourself with people like Grover. He's a good friend. (laughs) Bye.
0: Room to run around and, 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 and toss some things around in my mouth a little bit. Try out some suffixes, suffixes and see how they work. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: In the bookdom? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what is Mrs. Dodds? Uh, storms. Altered memories. Planes. <laughs> um. And I've spent the last two years going to Yancey. This stupid. I should type this out. Yeah, you
1: should.
0: <laughs> well, wait, why don't you like Reap Cheap? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it, but the. Sorry, page turning noises.
1: You know a little bit more, but um, you've kind of introduced me to the uh, it's all myth to me. It's all Greek to me. What is the podcast
0: um,
1: that I'm listening to about a great Greek great question Greek mythology? that we're going to have to edit all this
0: out. Oh, um. no, all right,
1: pause it.